0: Southgate vibes a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate amateur radio news I'm Steve Richards Gulf for hotel papa echo you're going to hear my personal pics of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hello there. Let's turn our radars round once more on the radio spectrum and the radio world. Where will our inquiring mind take us next? As technology enables freedom of invention, communications and related disciplines are forging forwards with new innovation, and long may it continue. You may recall several episodes ago that we looked at problems developing with the rollout of the 5G public cellular network in the United States, where the switch-on date for the service was held back a number of times due to the fear of lethal interference to certain models of aircraft altimeter. Well, a snippet of news reaches us that the air industry is now looking at ways to retrofit new models of altimeter that are fitted with additional radio frequency filtering components to try to prevent this interference. Is it just me, or does it look like the financial might of the telecoms industry, coupled with the huge public demand to have fast connectivity on the move – has somehow overridden human safety concerns? Or is it that altimeters were poorly protected against radio frequency interference in the first place? Well, having worked on aircraft as part of my job in the past, installing temporary radio frequency equipment, I'm personally inclined to believe the former, because the rules about all installations on aircraft are incredibly strict. Of course, opinions may vary. So, let's turn our radar now to Brazil. It's very interesting to observe the development of regulation of solar panel systems there. When they first started getting installed, photovoltaic systems, as they're known, appeared to have few rules and the government has been, rather late in the day, catching up. And this is a really sobering example of how close the spectrum can come to disaster when devices which are capable of generating high levels of radio frequency interference are ineffectively regulated. The type of electrical current produced by solar panels cannot be used directly. It must be converted for domestic power use, and the very physics of this conversion require the production of a square waveform, which, unless very carefully controlled, can give rise to harmonic products that extend way up into the radio spectrum. So to me, it's astounding that the Brazilian government body responsible for regulating solar panels had not included any element of controlling this potential interference. And thank heaven that the nation's amateur radio representative society was on hand to champion this and battle the might of the solar panel industry in meeting rooms. Solar panel installations can cause considerable RF pollution. In Brazil, the National Institute of Metrology, Standardization and Industrial Quality, known as INMETRO, has introduced new regulations to tackle this growing problem. On March 21, 2022, InMetro published an ordinance which established the technical regulations and compliance assessment requirements for equipment for generating, conditioning and storing electricity in photovoltaic systems. It came into effect on May second, with the regulations for the production, import and marketing of certain products phased in over 12 to 36 months. In photovoltaic systems, the natural conversion of energy required to store and transform the direct current obtained from solar panels to that used in the alternating current electrical network typically requires current chopping techniques, so radio interference can be generated by the physics involved in these conversions. The Brazilian National Amateur Radio Society, LABRE, through its Spectrum Management and Defence Group has been active since the beginning of this long technical and regulatory process to raise awareness and bring potential interference issues to the attention of the federal government. Labre participated in public consultations and took part in a large in-metro technical committee formed to listen to different sectors of society, industry, commerce, laboratories and government to prepare suggestions aimed at revising the technical regulation of photovoltaic systems. Later, within this committee, focus groups were formed, including electromagnetic compatibility, to discuss their specific topics. Labre also had the support of the EMC coordinators of the International Amateur Radio Union and America's national body, the Amateur Radio Relay League, throughout these meetings. During discussions in the technical committee, Labre pushed for the full application of electromagnetic compatibility rules for all photovoltaic products and systems capable of generating interference. And so Inmetro decided to include electromagnetic compatibility for the first time in a specialised regulation on photovoltaic systems, targeting the products which would follow this and other requirements in a more detailed and fractional regulation model. At the same time, INMETRO stressed that products that are not included in the current scope or those that come to integrate with photovoltaic systems may be addressed in future regulatory processes. In summary, thanks to the work of the EMC focus group in which Labre actively participated, INMETRO understood the importance of radio interference in this topic. The fact that they've now incorporated electromagnetic compatibility requirements into the regulation, which wasn't even taken into account in their 2011 consultation, can all be considered as an effective advance in the protection of radio communications in Brazil against interference generated by photovoltaic systems. It is not all that widely appreciated that radio amateurs have more spectrum allocations above VHF than below. But particularly up at those dizzy heights of 20 GHz plus, amateurs enjoy generous space to experiment, and indeed, all kinds of new research and innovation takes place, which as we've heard in past episodes, can sometimes lead to new discoveries which end up being adopted by commerce and industry. In some ways, these frequencies are so experimental and off the beaten track that regulation has been so far quite gentle, perhaps because commercial use of these parts of the spectrum are not yet developed. But they are coming our way, and so the UK regulator Ofcom is looking to tighten control at millimetre wavelengths as they allow short-range and very wide-bandwidth systems onto the airwaves. I guess what we need to be wary of is amateur radio being booted off such frequencies, making its pioneering research less effective. The UK regulator Ofcom has set out proposals to unlock new and innovative wireless technologies for everyday use, as well as making services faster, more reliable and more secure. First, they're consulting on changes to the rules that apply to short-range devices. Typically, these devices are mass-market, portable consumer products, and include keyless entry cards, baby monitors, and garage door openers. Under their proposals, Ofcom intends to increase the amount of spectrum available for short-range device uses, including road safety, low-power Wi-Fi, and drones. Plans also include liberalising the technical conditions for some ultra-wideband devices, such as keyless car entry systems. This will enable the use of a special mitigation technology called Trigger Before Transmit, which, in turn, will make keyless entry systems more secure and reduce the risk of opportunist thefts, or relay attacks, where criminals intercept the key fob signal. Ofcom is also consulting on plans to open up the millimetre-wave spectrum across the 26GHz and 40GHz spectrum bands to mobile technology, including 5G services. Millimetre-wave spectrum could deliver significant benefits by enabling large wireless data capacity and speed over short distances. The technology can be used to improve mobile broadband services and deliver innovative new services across the UK. It could be particularly beneficial in locations and venues with a lot of mobile users, such as train stations, football stadiums and concerts, where demands on current networks can mean mobile data speeds can be sluggish. As well as mobile services, Millimetre Wave Spectrum could, in future, also support innovative wireless applications requiring a large amount of data, very high speeds, or both. Early indications from the mobile industry suggest this could include applications such as virtual reality, factory automation and intelligent transport systems. Ofcom is seeking views on how to make the spectrum available. It is proposing to revoke fixed links licenses in some areas and to make a combination of citywide and local licenses available in the 26 GHz band. Ofcom has also set out a range of options for the 40 GHz band, including to vary or revoke existing licences. Ofcom is inviting responses to its short-range device proposals by the 4th of July and the millimetre wave consultation by the 18th of July. You can find the consultation pages on the Ofcom website at www.ofcom.org.uk Many radio amateurs consider their access to the airwaves to be a privilege and feel that they should give a part of their hobby back to the community. Providing communication links in areas where there's little official infrastructure, coupled with how flexible and dynamic such systems can be, is a popular way of doing this. And it's a great grounding in self-training for the times when, rather than an organised event, competent communications are needed in more dangerous times, such as natural disasters. Here's just one example from the USA of how radio amateurs freely offer their time and equipment to help out at local events. In the USA recently, there was a major cycling event in Tulsa, the state of Oklahoma's second largest city. With hundreds of cyclists riding over 100 miles in the so-called Tour de Tulsa, there was bound to be some help they need along the way, and that's where local radio amateurs stepped in and Fox 23 News TV was there to report how they did it. Speaking to reporters, Representative Paul Teal, Whiskey Bravo 5 Alpha November X-Ray, said that parts of the cycling route were out in the middle of nowhere. Some of the cyclists in the Tour de Tulsa ride up to 103 miles, and what they face is not always smooth. Paul said that where there's stuff on the road, they're going to have flat tyres, and they're going to be tired. And that's where the Radio Hams help, providing their time and equipment as a community service. Paul Teal is a member of the Tulsa Amateur Radio Club. His love for the hobby dates back to his middle school days, and he's held his licence since 1969. During the event, fellow club members hit the road, not on bikes, but in their radio-equipped cars. They had people out on the course who could assist the riders. If they had a flat tyre, pumps were available, there was water and, if necessary, first aid. The club's mobile command trailer comes equipped with a full mast and communications equipment. From there, they communicate back and forth with their chasers along the route. They can also track their locations in real time with computers. Paul Teal said that this enabled them to see where everyone was located. The chasers, in turn, radio back when they find someone in need. Teal and his deputy then dispatch help to their location. The whole mobile control setup can be towed just about anywhere it's needed. Teal said that their organisation and their technology had been used all the way back to Hurricane Katrina. The capabilities of the mobile command trailer go beyond just assisting at a bike ride. With the use of its own generator, they can support places without power or the internet and carry on providing essential communications. Communications at the cycling event, which gave riders a little peace of mind. Whiskey Bravo 5 Alpha November X-Ray said that when you can help somebody fix a flat tyre, when you can help people to get some water, some first aid, or just a ride to the next rest stop, that's great for the team. You can watch the TV news video at www.fox23.com forward slash news. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.